0: Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Podcast, the show amused by the fact that City have won more of Chelsea's last 10 games than Chelsea themselves. Uh, we're looking back at an Etihad stroll as City completed a three-day double over the visitors to book a place in the fourth round of the FA Cups. Discuss a satisfying afternoon, delighted like to be joined by two main men, it's Aysan and Lloyd. Good afternoon Aysan, how are you doing?
1: Afternoon Howard, I'm really good, sitting in an ergonomic chair. Uh, which is good for my back so yeah i'm really good right comfortable then for this very comfortable
0: this very very good posture as well my
1: spine is being stretched
0: (laughs) as we speak number of people have told me over my life your posture is appalling sit up straight (laughs) it's like like from school days i think so what same what's different about the chair then uh, Google an
1: ergonomic chair, it's not got a back, it's a weird shape, you put your legs almost underneath you, um, with your knees on these two pads, uh, or your shins on these two pads, and then it kind of rocks back and forth, it's a very interesting sitting position, but it's actually really comfortable. Hmm. I think I might pass after
0: that description, <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look it up. Uh, also delighted to be joined by Lloyd, good afternoon, how are you doing?
2: Afternoon, yeah I'm good. Good, thank you. Enjoyed a bit of FA Cup feast this weekend.
0: Did you watch a lot of it?
2: Uh, I watched quite a bit, yeah. The weather was terrible in London this weekend, so I just had a bit of a chill. Chill one, resting my knee, doing my exercises, so a bit of a shame that the Stevenage game was on the same time as us, because that that looked looked cracking. But um, no, I I did catch a few of them.
0: Yeah, the late Saturday ones, though, pretty much delivered, did they not? So,
2: Yeah, definitely. A few little upsets.
0: Lucky Liverpool, I'm sure.
2: Another game that they can't wait to play, I'm sure. Or
0: well, doing a refereeing pod with Chris on Wednesday. I'm sure the Liverpool-Wolves match may may be brought into conversation at some oh point. My. So yep, definitely. Technology lets us down again. Alright, hey, should we crack on? Hey, Sam, let's start with you. Quite quite annoying. This deciding a pub. Don't know if this is true. The last time, muscle memory, City were about to play an FA Cup match and the draw was done half an hour before it was before we played Reading. I think in ten eleven and we drew United and the rest is history. Of course, uh, quite annoying to have a draw just before a match. Arsenal at home. You're a bit disappointed by that, or considering uh, our recent success? Is it a more case of bring it on? The
1: the narratives are endless in this uh, in this particular season, where it looks like Arsenal are our biggest rivals and challengers for 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 at least one big cup and at least one small cup. No, I mean look. Obviously, uh, it's put to bed the myth of uh, warm balls for City because we've had nothing but insanely difficult draws. Um, It's the FA Cup. I I love it. I love the domestic cups, but, you know, it is what it is. You get who you get. I'm, I'm just not somebody who ever gets too upset about a draw being difficult in the same way that I don't get too excited about a draw being easy. Mm. I like I like games with something riding on them. Um, both the Chelsea games felt like they had really something riding on them, and I'm sure the Arsenal game will feel exactly the same. So bring it on, is what I say.
0: Yeah, the only thing that annoys me is the timing, as I say. Just been saying it for twenty years. Do the draw after the games, not <laughs> or at least Monday night when they normally do it would have been better. But hey. Never mind. Makes it all the yeah, it does make it all the more interesting, of course. No replay as well, which means our Spurs match goes ahead. Uh so that helps with the schedule. Lloyd, what about you? Uh I guess the big thing is we do get a lot of home draws, so it should be a cracking match, it's a free weekend anyway. So in a way, as ASAN said, better to be playing Arsenal at home, more interesting, more exciting than say Luton or someone like that. No offence to Luton.
2: Mm. Well, it makes proper opens the FA Cup up, doesn't it? Um, yeah,
0: well, eight Premier League teams have been knocked out so far in the third round. That's the yeah. most since two thousand and seven eight. So, blimey. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I mean, I- I'm not that asked to be honest. Like, kind of a bit, a little bit like A-san. Um We've played what Chelsea twice, Liverpool as well. We've obviously got Southampton this week. Why don't we, we may as well play Arsenal and then probably give us United next and then there we go. <laughs> <Queen's sweep.
0: laughs> it's better than losing to them in the semi final, is it not? Like so it. Yeah. it
2: definitely is, it definitely is. Um yeah, I mean whatever really. Um I mean f- for me, I'm a little I'm a little less arsed about the cups this year probably than I normally am. Yeah. Um just because I think it's just because of the World Cup. And the fact that the season's very compressed. So look if Arsenal beat us at home fourth round, you know, I'll be I'll be a bit annoyed, but I'm not gonna I'm probably yeah. not gonna lose too much sleep over it.
0: No, that's my approach well, I'm quite chilled about the cups. It just and it makes it a bit more enjoyable as well, to be honest. Uh I'm chilled about this game, what would be would be. So to the team, say, what did, did you want a strong side? Did you want a mix? Did, were you happy with the side when it came out? Bizarrely, I looked at the Chelsea side and I thought, you know what, that's not bad from then. This was going to be a close game. (laughs) Uh, Mm. But what did you think of the... Obviously, no Kevin De Bruyne, no Haaland. I'm pretty much on board with that. I could see it coming. Uh, No Ake Cancelo, but of course, there's plenty of competition in those positions. Uh, Gomez in and Alvarez up front. Yeah, what did you think when you saw the team?
1: No real surprises for me. Um, Even Gomez, when I was kind of doing my pre-match predictions on what the team would be I was torn between whether he throws Gomez in or he plays Cancelo from the drop and it was kind of the same on the right with Walker and Lewis so no I I wasn't surprised and I was quietly really pleased Um, maybe the one thing that surprised me a little bit was the fact that Phillips didn't start that Rodri started again
0: Mm. Um,
1: but outside of that no real surprises and was really pleased with the team
0: well Pep's already said Phillips starts on Wednesday so he kind of hinted that Rodri would do this one unless you think Mm. Phillips plays both but of course he did get quite a bit of time on the pitch and got to take Rodri off anyway so it's gone pretty well in that respect Uh, Lloyd what about you were you worried actually that Gomez had completely been exiled now and wouldn't feature in any game of any importance whatsoever the competition winner yeah (sighs) Um, uh, yeah I I was a
2: little surprised (laughs) to see him (laughs) sorry that's really harsh isn't it um I was a little bit surprised to see him because, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about him um, more than anything. So when I saw his name, I was like, oh, he is part of the squad, actually. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, Same as Asan, I kind of thought, despite Pep's comments, that maybe Phillips would start this one, Roderick would play second half, um, but obviously it was kind of the other way around. But other than that, I was very happy with the team. That was kind of what I wanted to see. I wanted to see Foden start after what we've had in the last couple of weeks I wanted to see Walker start with a view to United coming around. Um so yeah, um very happy and I think we saw we saw a very good performance off the back of it as well.
0: Yeah, playing two fullbacks at fullback. I can't see that catching on, but right, the the pattern of play then in the first half hour, aSM and I, I picked the first half hour. I think to discuss this match, you have to talk about it was a bit weird in a way. <laughs> it, was a bit weird. Uh, it was at the opposite end of the ground, so different view, which is always nice mm. uh, in the family stand. Not not too boisterous over there, to be honest. It it felt like a strange game and it felt like, I don't know, t- I wouldn't say too easy, but I think it was pretty clear. I mean, you've got these two games three days apart and it's no surprise in a way. One's... One's at City's ground, one's at Chelsea, one's in the league, one's in the FA Cup. Two totally contrasting games, aren't they? That's probably not that surprising. But I think for me, it became clear pretty easily we weren't getting a better version of Chelsea in this game. And even though there wasn't a lot happening in the early stages, it still felt very comfortable for me from City. Is that how it felt to you, or did it feel uneventful?
1: No, so I think that what i think what you saw was city just being really good and lots of players playing in positions that they know really well and like playing in and find quite natural um and a consequence of that for me was the raised level of the performance from minute one the fact that we i mean so so many little things that you could take away from that opening half hour our press at times was just crazy Mm. uh I don't think I've ever seen a football team, not Pep's Barcelona, not Pep's Bayern. like I don't think I've ever seen a team press so high, up the pitch, so aggressively, so relentlessly. And almost, you know, it felt at times like they were goading Kepa into going for the long ball. Like, but almost going, the only space that we're going to leave on this pitch, uh, our two isolated centre-backs or three isolated centre-backs against your two attackers go on, launch that ball. Um, it felt like that was the only space on the pitch. So, yeah, I thought the press was pretty crazy, pretty relentless. Um, I thought the other thing that was interesting is we almost never play four two three one, but in the way, in general, the way that the attack was lined up it felt like two three one so you had or at least after i've I've seen the um uh, american citizens yeah there, a tactical breakdown where he says that pep changed it after like 10 minutes so fine maybe pep changed it after 10 but it looked very much like rodri and uh and bernardo as a two foden as a 10 a pure 10 which is really rare to see um uh, the two wide players on the wings, Palmer and, and Mares and then uh, Alvarez up top. And just the, for me, I like City when City are true to what I believe is the kind of ideal of a Guardiola system, and that is that, yeah, of course you press high up the pitch, but for me, as importantly, when you have the ball, you move it really quickly, really sharply, really aggressively, and you almost pick your moments between when you move aggressively as a player and dribble and when you pass the ball aggressively. And if the balance between those two things is right, I think that's when City are at their best and really felt like that to me last night. We were at our best. And I think the other thing is that when City are at their best, um, obviously part of it is players, for me, playing in positions they really enjoy playing in. But... When we play at that pace and at that tempo, it almost doesn't matter which players you select, in the sense that, you know, we didn't necessarily miss De Bruyne last night. And we didn't miss De Bruyne because the overall level of the performance was so high in that opening 30 minutes that there wasn't really a, there wasn't really a need for one guy to go and rip everything open, which is basically what De Bruyne and Haaland can be at times. They're almost like their own cheat code in that you can struggle and then they can both do one thing and that's it. You've scored a goal. Whereas to me, last night the system was the opposite of the first 45 in the previous game in that the system killed Chelsea. It, it left them almost no, they just didn't know how to get out. And we were, I felt we could score at will in many respects. It wasn't quite we can score at will, but it wasn't far off that in terms of whenever we got in and around their, their penalty area, whenever we began to pass and move, they didn't mm. have answers.
0: Yeah, thanks to the likes of uh, American Citizen City mm. Tactics. Uh, I think I was in the corner. It's, it's not a bad view, but it's not. I think getting a much better view higher up, to be honest, where I normally am in the third tier. Uh, it looked like Gomez was the one closest to Rodri for about 10 minutes, but then, as you know, as has been said on Twitter, Chelsea were really narrow. So, mm. And that was good in a way, because Lloyd, we then got to see some of the old City in that, yeah, Bernardo came and played close to Roger, which he said he likes to do. He likes to be in that position. We might have got narrow wide players, but we got our full backs. we got a proper full backs going up the pitch quite wide. And that was kind of nice to see in this game. Plus, they so seemed quite happy with the position Phil Foden was playing in as well. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I think a did a really good summary there. Um, there was, there was just a lot, there was a lot to kind of, taken and a lot to enjoy from that first half and stuff stuff that we haven't seen as much recently so yeah, someone infoed and given a little bit more of a licence it's not something that we really see given to any midfielders apart from Kev obviously kind of as the half wore on you saw a lot more of Gomez and even Walker overlapping, I mean that, that felt like a collector's item mm. these days um, and yeah, like you say um, Bernardo kind of playing alongside Rodri because first 10 minutes I thought like like you said Howard it was really obvious that Gomez had been asked to play that inverted fullback bit like Lewis has in recent weeks and that clearly changed after 10-15 minutes you, you saw Gomez was instructed to kind of hug the touchline a bit more um, so no all really good to see good to see Pep change it as well um, having kind of you know download and analyse what was going on in the game Um, but for me, I mean the really, the the most obvious thing from the first half was just Chelsea couldn't deal with our press, that was the standout kind of topic I think you know, players in Kovacic and Jorginho who are very press resistant, um, you know elite level midfielders, they were really struggling to kind of put three or four passes together and obviously Kepa when he had the ball at his feet looked really, really unsure uh, and kind of Back to back to 2019, Kepa. Um, obviously, he had his moment trying to put Alvarez off with the pen. But yeah, really good to see. And it felt like, to, I mean, to me, it was the best. I think I think Jordan said it on our WhatsApp at halftime. But it was very much the best half of football we've seen since the derby. Uh, and it felt like a little bit more handbrake off players in kind of um, familiar positions and just a bit more fluent football. Um,